Reconciled 521 FBC podcast, Facebook live stream. And uh, you are with me, your host today, Gideon Impeni. And today in the, in, the, in the studios, if you want to call it, I am uh, blessed to have uh, dear brother and a faithful teacher. Uh, I've known him as a biblical counselor uh, and a friend, uh, Patrick. Uh, he's going to introduce himself to us as to who he is and what he does. And we're going to look through. He has um, actually written this book. He's an author of this latest book, a COVID-19 Project, How Was the Church Service? Uh, a must read for every Christian. This is a wonderful book. I got the chance to look into it and to examine it. Uh, wow, wow. A man who pays attention to detail. But he's going to tell us uh, as to why this book. And uh, first, maybe before we go to the book, uh, let's get to know who is Patrick. Thank you very much. Uh, what a pleasure to be here for the first time. At Florida Baptist Church. Welcome, we brother. are happy just to see the buildings and just to be here. We are so glad. Wonderful. With my family. Yes, yes. <laughs> it's a blessing to have you. So tell us, brother, um, as to... Uh, there are many books out there. Um, why this book? Yeah, just before we get there, I'm Patrick Mabuboni. Yeah. Mm. Um, I'm a reformed Christian husband, so I'm summarizing in that statement. So yeah, um, the, the question why this book? Mm. Um, there, there are so many books, like you said, mm. on, on expository preaching, great books out there. Mm. Um, but as I was growing, um, I started to read books on expository preaching mm. and I, I know we'll come to that question but I think just, just to get to start to read books like the one by John James, this yes. one, mm. yeah, in my early Christian life people could see that there's passion for preaching and somebody was at Christ Seminary gave me this book, Expository Studying, I love the, the heading, mm -hmm. Expository Studying. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I started to, yeah, just to, to read it. And I remember when I was doing uh, some photocopies of the 12 principles of expository preaching that John James was just uh, explaining. And it started there. It mm. started there, just that knowing those principles. And then as I'm reading the Bible, to say, oh, by the way, there is this principle. And they were starting just to, to, to stir some interest in uh, expository preaching. Those, that, those are the early years, uh, early 1990s. Wow. Yes. Wow. I became a, a Christian in 1999. Mm -hmm. Yes, back in Venda. Mm. Yeah, so I was having a Venda Bible, Chief Venda Bible. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Not any other commentaries except the teachings by John MacArthur. All right. Yes. So okay. By then, I will re-preach John MacArthur for, for a long time. Mm. Yes, from 2001 being a pastor at uh, Muradani Baptist Church. Mm. Yeah, so I was re-preaching uh, John MacArthur, and, and just, I was starting to see, oh, there is uh, topical uh, preaching, and there is uh, expository preaching. Mm. Just starting to get to, to see those concepts. Wow, so yeah. it is from those early days of 2000 and 2000, yeah. 1999, yes. um, you get, you get the exposure of what expository preaching is all about. Mm -hmm. So tell me as to 
here you are in in Venda that time. Mm-hmm. Um, what has been the reception? Uh, why do you think Africa needs such kind of teaching and preaching? Yeah, um, we, we we need expository preaching mm. to be specific. Mm. Uh, last year, before even early this year, before the lockdown, yeah, they, they were it was sort of a havoc to say that there are things which are being done in church because of misinterpretation of the Bible. There are mm. so many things. People are eating grass. Mm. People mm. are drinking petrol. Mm. So many things. Mm. And when you start to get to listen to those clips, it's just misinterpretation of scripture that leads to to those applications. Mm. So we, 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 we do have a great need of expository preaching in, in Africa and the whole world. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, so yeah, there's a great need uh, for that. Maybe coming to the book as well. Yeah. Yeah, there's a great need for that. And and, and why this book? Mm. If I may get there. Yeah. Yeah. What, what is it different that I'm bringing? Because there are so many books out there. Yeah. Yeah. So so like I'm saying, I've, I've read a lot of um, a number of mm. uh, books on expository preaching, and what I was getting, I got principles. Okay. On hermeneutics. Yes. Yeah. You get principles. You get to another book, principles, principles. Yes. But yes. I could I could sense that is we, we need examples, man. Excellent. We need some models. Yes. Can we find a book where we just get a passage uh-huh. <laughs> and you, you just highlight maybe some few principles uh-huh. and then you take a throw to say, guys, now let's let's dig in. Uh-huh. Here's a passage, how do we observe? Then you, you start to dig in. Mm. So so basically there is a need for, for, for models of expository preaching in Africa. Mm-hmm. Uh, almost in every pulpit that's my prayer that we can find pastors who are modeling expository preaching so hence this book it's all about there are good books out there on expository preaching but this book the contribution of it modeling of expository preaching excellent i've 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 had the opportunity to uh, read this book and to see as to what um, pastor patrick is saying here in terms of the modeling and i did i have to tell you that this man pays attention detail uh, in such a way that it's 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 a book that as he's putting everyone must read this book uh, but then maybe uh, to you as you are listening there and also for from the author's mouth uh, every author even as we see in the bible every author has got an audience in mind yeah. as they write as they pen the book who did you have in mind you've told us the motivation why you decided to write this book as to the need in the church in Africa. But your initial stages, who were your targeted audience? Yes, um, in my introduction, that is the question that I I answered to say, who's my primary audience of Mm. this book? Mm. And and yeah, South, South Africa to be specific, we are known as a Christian country, but if you go deep to say, are you, are you really a Christian? You find that we will find the so-called professing Christians. Mm. People who say, I'm a Christian, but they're not sure. Mm. I was one of those. <laughs> Before 1999, I was in the church. I will not uh, tell the name of the church. But I was in a church. I described myself to be, I was one of the busiest to be in the church. Wow. Genuine. Mm. Mm. And Asha, preaching, mm-hmm. choir, everything. Mm. Mm. I, I, I was on, 
but, but, but it was only the zeal with, without knowledge. Mm. And if somebody were to ask me then to say, are you a Christian? I would say, yeah, definitely yes. But I was, I was not a genuine Christian. So, so, so the audience is, is the people that I identify with. Um, the people who, who are so into the church, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. not necessarily mm. in a saving relationship with God. Wow. They want to know the truth. Yes. But, but they're not there. They, they, they don't know even the gospel. Mm. But they, they, they don't miss a Sunday. And just maybe to be more um, biblical and to put it into context. Yes. We have an example in Acts chapter 8 mm. of the audience that I was thinking about mm -hmm. as I was writing. This is the Ethiopian uh, eunuch. Yes. Acts chapter 8 from verse 26. Mm. And, and, and th this is the person, this is a representation of so many people uh, out there in Africa, in all other continents. Mm. This is a, a, a description of so many people who are going to the church, they don't miss a Sunday, uh, but, but they, the, there's something important lacking. And we read from verse uh, 26, Acts chapter 8, from verse 26, it says, now an angel of the Lord said to Philip, Rise and go towards the south, to the road that goes down from Jerusalem to Gaza. This is a desert place. And he rose and went. And there was an Ethiopian, a eunuch, a court official of Candace, queen of the Ethiopians, who was in charge of all her treasure. He had come to Jerusalem, imagine it was a distance, mm -hmm. to worship, going wow. to, to every Saturday, going to Jerusalem. Mm. Yeah. And verse 28, and was returning seated in this chariot, and was reading the prophet Isaiah. And the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, said to Philip, go over and join this chariot. So Philip ran to him and had him reading Isaiah, the prophet, and asked, this is the question. Do you understand mm -hmm. what you are reading? Mm -hmm. That's the question that so many people are reading. I remember I met another lady, she said, I, I read the whole Bible, but I cannot tell you a single thing about the Bible. I read it all, but as I'm, I'm talking to you, I cannot tell what is it that I learned from that reading. Understanding. Mm -hmm. Understanding. So there are so many people. Even, even last week, this is the question that is a soul-bothering question. People yes. want to understand the Bible. Mm. People want to know the Gospel. Mm. So here's an example. And let's read. And it says in verse 31, And he said, How can I, how can I unless someone guides me? Mm -hmm. I need a guidance. Yes. I need somebody to explain. Mm. And invited Philip to come up and sit with him. So this is the story. That there are so many people out there. Mm -hmm. This is a big. I mean, it's, it's, it's a big challenge for pastors. There are people who want to know the gospel, mm. who want to know the truth. These are the people who are in the book in the introduction. I uh, describe this person as Mrs. Elect. Yes. Yeah. This is a lady you find out when you get to the book. <laughs> it's a lady who. Who wanted to know the truth in the introduction for for quite a long time this is a true story mm. um, yeah she was going to the church the same whatsapp group with the Ethiopian eunuch yes 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 <laughs> and many others out there mm. yeah she was going to to the church but as she was attending 
She said, no man, I want the truth. It just came into his, into her spirit to say, I want the truth. So there are so many people like uh, Mrs. Elect in the book, mm. um, like the Ethiopian eunuch, mm. who, who want to know the gospel. Mm. Yeah, they're in the churches, they're, yes. they're, they're, they're there, they're, they're so um, genuine in their commitment, mm. but they don't know the truth. So as I was writing, I was writing to the people, according to the Bible, they are elects, but they've not yet been called through the hearing the gospel. Wonderful. You're putting it so well as we looking into this passage in the book of Acts. Um, one who is able to guide this Ethiopian eunuch who does not understand the word. And you've used even at the beginning the word expository preaching. You define that so well in your book. Just tell our listeners, because there are a lot of people who are out there and some pastors who even presuppose that they are doing exposition uh, they are expounding uh, or they are preaching but tell us what what is the difference between expository preaching and any other preaching topical topical yeah expository preaching this is the book if i i had money i would buy a copy for every christian yeah, lovely. yeah this, this book god used this book as a launching pad mm -hmm. For, for my desire for, uh, for, for expository preaching, expository study, mm. a practical guide to preparing an expository sermon mm. that John James is here in South Africa. Mm. So, so let me start here. Expository sermons mm. that John James is here in South Africa. Mm. So, so let me start here. Um, John James, this, this is what I was reading back in the early 90s. Uh -huh. I said, wow. Then I was reading and I was, uh, it, it was my first time being introduced to expository preaching. And here the author is saying, I quote, preaching that re-preaches mm -hmm. God's words is called expository preaching. Mm. The word exposition means a detailed explanation of something. Mm. You've probably heard a lot of sermons that were not a detailed explanation of anything. It's time to change that trend. In the words of John MacArthur, to preach expositorily means to preach in such a way that the meaning of the Bible passage is presented entirely mm. and exactly as it was intended by God. Expository preaching is re-saying, I like that, what God said. This is a huge task. Mm. Getting to the book, I've explained this, I've quoted other uh, authors in expository preaching just to Tell us what is expository preaching. Um, let me get to, yeah, just to, 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 to tell us what is expository preaching mm -hmm. as opposed to topical. Mm -hmm. And it says here in the book, that is on page 31, what is expository preaching? Let me just read. That's an important question to answer because the sad reality is that it is rare to find a local church where genuinely, where they genuinely believe in and practice the clarity, sufficiency, and authority of Scripture. Yes, it is rare to find faithful and diligent expository preaching of God's Word in many of the pulpits today. And listen to this. Mm. To believe and to talk about expository preaching is one thing. Mm. And doing it mm. is another. Wow. So what is expository preaching? It continues. Expository preaching 
is the kind of preaching that exposes mm -hmm. the one meaning of a text mm. as intended by the biblical author and apply it. You don't stop only by exposing the mm -hmm. meaning and apply it to our lives with clarity and strong conviction. Mm. Reference Nehemiah 8 verse 7. Yeah, so, so that's it. But I like to our lives with clarity and strong conviction. Mm. Reference Nehemiah 8 verse 7. Yeah, so so that's it. But I like the definition also by uh, John MacArthur and John Calvin, the next page. Mm -hmm. John MacArthur then will talk from, from there. He describes expository preaching as the type of preaching that focuses predominantly on the text under consideration along with its context. In other words, for preaching to be expository, there must be the main text very important, mm -hmm. or passage of scripture. And the main passage of scripture must be understood in its historical, cultural, and literary context, not ours. Mm. Let's get to the one, I like the one by, by, by John Calvin. And in the same book, John MacArthur further explained that John Calvin understood preaching to be the explication of scripture, which means the words of scripture are the source and content of, of preaching. Excellent. So it's a huge task. It's, it's re-saying what God said. Mm. So you go to the passage, it's foreign to us, mm -hmm. and that's when you get to chapter 5 now of my book. Mm -hmm. so, so you start, it's foreign, it's, it's a foreign land. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I, I, I went to the Master's University. Yes. I was doing a Master's of um, Arts and Biblical Counseling. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, they, 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 I like the approach. They train you, the whole person. You be, when you get out there, you, you, are, and you can exposit the, the scripture, you can exposit the heart, the human heart, using the Bible. Mm. So I attended one of my favorite courses. Among others, they're all just good, mm. but hermeneutics. Mm -hmm. And I read this one book. So mm -hmm. there are two books which are. So tell us, yeah. for, for the sake of those listeners who, what does hermeneutics mean? For, for the sake of those who, who don't understand. What does hermeneutics mean? For, for the sake of those who, who don't understand. Yes, yes. So the, those are the hermeneutics, it's all about the principles. The principles. Of interpreting the Bible. Excellent. Yes, the mm -hmm. principles. So it was a class we were attending that class. And uh, yeah, I read one. So I've got two books that got used mm -hmm. that I highly recommend. Is this one when I started? So this was for the start, just to get to know there is a, one meaning of a, a text or a passage, okay? And, and you just to get all these 12 principles and many others, but from this book, 12 of them. And then I, I got to be uh, introduced to another book. It's called uh, Grasping God's Word. Mm -hmm. Wow, that book. Everything that I was, I was, all the principles that I studied from this book and many other books along the way, mm. it was like the culmination. So that book, Grasping God's Word, uh, the way the authors put it, yeah, so it's Grasping God's Word, it's on page 45, mm -hmm. I've made a list of the books that, that you might as well want to have. Grasping God's Word, a hands-on approach to reading, interpreting, and applying the Bible. Mm. So so they, they, they call it the interpretive journey. It summarized everything I studied. I studied over the years. So they are saying when you get to the Bible, there are mm -hmm. two cities. Mm. 
So there is the city of the original audience, a hands-on approach to reading, interpreting, and applying the Bible. Mm. So, so they, they, they call it the interpretive journey. It summarized everything I studied, I studied over the years. So they are saying when you get to the Bible, there mm -hmm. are two cities. Mm. So there is the city of the original audience. Mm -hmm. Yes, if it's in Ephesus, there is this city of Ephesus mm. that we don't know. We mm -hmm. must get to understand it. And there is our city this side. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and between these two cities, there's a river here. You can't just go and, and, and be in Ephesus. You, you must find a way to, to, to have a bridge. Mm. So two cities, a river in between. So they said, five steps, interpretive journey. Mm -hmm. Number one, you must grasp the text mm. in their own town. Okay. In the town of the biblical audience and author. Mm. Who wrote this book? To whom was it written? The whole history you go and dig, where, where were they? Mm. What was the, the, the reason for the author to write? You get all the history and you, you get to know everything about, almost everything about their town. Mm -hmm. Yes, because then the second step, you, you measure the, the width of differences. That is the river. To say, but, but we can't just take that meaning there, that there the, are the differences here between their city and, and our, our city. city. Yes. Mm. Then how do we bridge? We must find a bridge here. So step number three, you, 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 must, you must cross the bridge, the, the principalizing okay. bridge. Mm. There, there must be a principle that you are, you are learning from this passage about this audience and the author. There's a principle here which is coming out. Mm. There's something that God wanted us to know about the issue that we're studying here. Mm. In all other generations to come. Mm. I, I remember one time, I'll come to that, there was a young man I was doing a Bible study. And the young man said, hey, the Bible is, is so amazing. And for, for, by God's grace, I, I answered, I said, hey, man, it's so amazing because if there was a problem in Corinth, then. Yes. So God answers only once for all generations. Mm. <laughs> he will answer that question in, in Corinth, and that answer will apply in Pretoria, in Gauteng, in Malawi. Mm. But he answers once. Mm. So we want that answer, we want that one meaning that God wanted to communicate in every passage in the Bible. Wonderful. Yes. Mm. So that, that is what we call the... the, 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 the uh, Principalizing. Yes, yes, mm. the principle. Mm. Um, we call it the one meaning. The one meaning. Okay. The one big meaning that mm. God wants us to take home. Mm. Then that, that is the bridge that you use to come to our town. Okay. So I also like the other explanation of preaching is that preaching is like a, a flight when you're taking a flight. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you must start, you must feel that we are taking off now. Mm -hmm. That's when you, you get to that other town. Mm -hmm. so the author of this book is Paul. He was writing to uh, the Christians in Asia Minor. He's taking off. Mm -hmm. You feel it. Oh, mm -hmm. okay. <laughs> then it takes off. And you feel it. Yeah, now, now we are getting, okay, so this was the problem. Now you are starting to feel it. Then you cross. Mm -hmm. That's when you get the principle. Wow. What was this the main idea that God wanted to communicate? Mm. Wow. This is big. This is big. You are crossing. You, you, are, you are ten thousands of thousands of miles up. up. Yes. Before we die. <laughs> you are crossing. Mm. Yeah. So you see the, 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 the part of the principle, mm -hmm. the one meaning, mm. uh, the, the, the theological point, mm. that's the word I was looking mm -hmm. for. 
it's where we are cruising now. So, wow, this is big. It was not just the problem in Ephesus. Mm. There, there was something big that God wanted to communicate to, to the whole world in all generations. So mm. there we are cruising. We are learning that. And number four, you, you must just check your principle just uh, throughout the whole Bible. To mm. say you, you, must, you must check if it fits, it, it doesn't violate other passages of Scripture. So you're talking of the, the biblical... Uh, the the wider biblical context. Yes, yes, okay. yes. You got uh, this principle that I, I just I just derived from this uh, study of the the, the the text from their own town. Mm -hmm. Is it not violating some of the doctrines, mm. some of the verses? Then you start to consult. The number five, you grasp the text in our own town now. You have moved over from mm -hmm. their town to our town. Mm -hmm. Those five. Uh, steps mm. and that that picture just of two towns a bridge it summarized and changed my world of it summarized it all the principles I was studying over the years mm. so when I get to a passage of scripture we're explaining it was celebrating yes you just this is not my town mm. what is this word because this is not my town I'm not used to, to this area mm. what what is this what is this I ask questions then you get to know who wrote this, mm. why was he writing. Mm. So that is expository preaching. You start there. Mm -hmm. to say, I, I want to understand, the, now I'm doing a, a, an expository preaching through the book of the Gospel of John. Yes. Yeah, so who, who wrote the Gospel of John? You find that it was an old man, the last man standing, John the Apostle. Mm. Just knowing that, man, it's just, it just makes the text alive in the book alive. Just imagine if you we had one apostle, one the, the last man standing still mm -hmm. alive. Mm -hmm. And it makes every word very important. Where was he in, in Ephesus? Mm. Wow, okay. Where was he writing? His concern was, you know what? I want people to be genuinely saved. I want them to see Jesus, that Jesus was Christ, he was the Son of God. Mm. And when they see that, they get eternal life. Mm. Wow. That was the purpose. Mm. So, so it's the purpose of the author. We didn't know before we, we got in there. So we, you study the text from their town, the town of the original audience and the author. You find the, the, the one meaning of the text. I think that that's where this book is. It's, it's hammering that point. Yes, on. yes. Because mm. there's a challenge. I think we, I, I, I'm not challenging my fellow pastors, but, but let's think about this. Mm. And that's my argument with this book. If we get to a passage and you say, I've got 10 things here in this passage. So that, that was my challenge when I started to think about this. Okay, it's 10. It's good, it's 10. But, but then, because I was learning, I learned about the one meaning of a text. Yes. Long, long ago. Yeah. And I started to ask, okay, 10 things, okay. But where is that one meaning? And, and here when you speak of the one meaning, mm. we are, for those of you who have done theology or hermeneutics, we, we speak of the authorial intent. Yes, the, yes. What is, what is that one meaning uh -huh. of, of that passage? Uh -huh. mm. Mm -hmm. so, so yeah, I, I normally tease my wife to say, man, if, if I say I'm going to teach 10 things, when I get to the seventh one, I've forgotten the first one. It's true. So, so you see, we, we, we need to simplify it. Let, let's get to scripture. There are two passages that yes. happen. Colossians 4. Mm -hmm. Colossians 4. It, it just summarizes what I'm saying here. 
And this is Paul. He was just concluding the letter that he wrote to the Colossians. Mm -hmm. Colossians 4. Mm -hmm. Yeah. From verse 2 to 4. Then he was saying, continue steadfastly in prayer, mm. being watchful in it with thanksgiving. At the same time, pray also for us that God may open to us a door for the word to declare the mystery of Christ on account of which I am in prison. Mm. Verse 4. That I may make it, how do we, how must we preach? I may make it clear. Excellent. I like the last part. I like that. Which is how I ought to speak clearly. It mustn't be congested. Just to be clear. The the, 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 the young person in the in the hall, in the, in the church, yes, yes, must must get must it. Be able to get it. The older person who's now um, slow and understanding must get it. It must be clear. That was Excellent. Paul's prayer. Mm, I like that. So so if I come, I say I've got fifteen things in this passage okay okay so 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 it's not bad let mm -hmm. me let me mm -hmm. say that I, I i do it as well so mm -hmm. there are three main pillars we're getting to chapter five now so there are three main pillars of of preaching mm -hmm. some they will tell you some they won't tell you number one is observation mm -hmm. so normally what i've seen that's what i'm saying let, let as pastors let's think about this and and, and the, the prayer of Paul, the word of Paul to, to be clear mm. Mm. to every member who's coming, to every person who's coming to the church. So 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 those five, three, seven things that we we see, I think they are more of part of observation. Yes. That's what we are seeing. Yes. We are seeing the, 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 the plan of God. Yes. We are seeing the power of God. Mm. Yes, they are here. Mm. It's part of the observation. But then I think we must go a step further to simplify it. Mm. To say, after all these seven things, from what we are observing, mm -hmm. this is the main take home. All right. Home. Okay. Yeah. okay. To simplify it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> to simplify it. And then we get to it to say, the point here is that. Um, like I'm doing a, an exposition in John mm -hmm. to say John chapter one, the whole of it, the whole chapter of chapter yes, one. Yes. It, 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 the author is calling us to, to say, "Come and see Jesus. Mm. Come and see." And he himself, John the Apostle, so we we saw him. The 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 the, the word became flesh, and mm. we saw him. Mm. We saw mm. his apostles. Mm. And when you read it, the whole of it, it's all about the four disciples being called to. And, and, and one of them was skeptical. Jesus said, come and see. Come and see. Mm -hmm. So it's all about seeing. And it's John, the, the, the old man, mm -hmm. who saw visions. So the word see in John chapter 1 of the gospel is very unique. When it says, and we saw his, his glory. Yes. That saw is very unique for John. Mm. <laughs> so, so chapter 1 is all the main thing is that in chapter 1, I summarize it to say it's an invitation to come and see Jesus, that Jesus Christ, Jesus is Christ, mm. the Son of God. Mm. And when we see that, man, we get it in our life. It's an invitation. Wow. So your desire to make sure that both, uh, in this case, you are appealing to the shepherds, uh -huh. uh, the men who are teaching and preaching God's word, mm -hmm. be as clear yes. as possible. Yes. And to the members as well, that they will also be students of God's word. Mm -hmm. 
be as observant as possible as they are devoting themselves to the word. Mm -hmm. Excellent. Yeah, so expository preaching, three major pillars. Mm. Number one, that's the first thing, it's, it's a foreign land, you must observe. It's like when you get to a new city, wow, the robots are different. Mm. Wow, the buildings are different. Mm. This is India. Mm. The buildings are old. Mm. You just observe. Mm. <laughs> what are you seeing for the text? That's chapter five. That's chapter five. They, uh, yeah, I think the 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 the, 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 the that chapter five. You've spent quite an, uh, a lot of of this book uh, looking at those uh, key points: observation of the text, interpretation of the text, mm -hmm. application of the text. Mm -hmm. Now, um, in in that side of application, I I really would love you to just also explain there because I find most of the times um, us who devote ourselves to expository preaching, we are most of the times accused of lagging application. Yeah. And you've done some excellent work there, but I would love you to just explain as to uh, just the importance of uh, also not just expounding the meaning of the text, looking at the historical or grammatical um, uh, context of that text, but tell us, why must the text be applied. Yes, we we we, we get to the Bible to, to, to learn. Like I define expository preaching, it, it exposes the one meaning of the text mm. as intended by the original author, uh, and applies it. Step number two, you must apply that that one meaning by the original author, uh, and applies it. Step number two, you must apply that that one meaning. Apply it to to us today clearly with clarity mm -hmm. and, and, and conviction as well. Mm. So application, I listen to other um, uh, seminars. Yes. Uh, There's <laughs> one that you were involved, I was listening. Yes. Yeah, so I listen to other preachers, um, John Piper, John MacArthur. Yeah, I remember John MacArthur saying, no, I don't, I don't mainly go to application. Yes. I just make sure that I explain, explain the text. The text. As, as far as I can. Yes. Yeah. So, so what I, I learned is that we, you read many books in expository preaching. They emphasize application as well. Living by the book is another book. Yes. Yeah. They emphasize the three phases of, of reading and studying and preaching the word of God. It's observation, it's interpretation and application. So what, what I'm doing currently is when you are you are studying, I'll take an example of John chapter one. Mm. You see that the, the author himself, John the Apostle, he is inviting us to say, guys, in the beginning was the word, mm. and the, the word was with God, and the word was God, and the word became flesh, and wow, we saw him. And he saw the whole chapter of chapter one, he said, guys, we saw him, and even John the Baptist, man, can you imagine when you are doing ministry at the same time with Jesus? Mm. Man, he couldn't compete with Jesus. Mm. He said, let him increase and I decrease. Mm. Even though his disciples were saying, no man, the, the, the man that he spoke about is baptizing others. Can't we make sure that we baptize more than him? So they were in a spirit of competition. Mm. But, but, but John the Baptist, he couldn't compete with Jesus. 
Then he saw him. He saw Jesus. Mm. He saw the Holy Spirit coming like a dove. Yeah. So he saw this is the one. Mm. So the four disciples who were called, they, they they were sure this is the one that Moses and the prophets talked about. Mm. And and then for for Philip as well and, and Nathaniel, the, he said, "Man, come and see. This is the man." So it's all about the application. I'm coming to the application. Yes. So yes. you get a sense. It's all about seeing here. It was a big thing. Mm. And even verse fifty-one. Let's go to. John chapter 1, John 1, John 1, I think I'll do a very good summary there of how we should apply the passage, John, sorry, John chapter 1, yeah, the last verse, and I like it, it's Jesus now, John chapter 1, the last verse, Mm. and he says, Jesus answered, that is verse 50, Mm -hmm. Jesus answered him, because I said to you, I saw you under the fig tree, do you believe? You will see greater things than this. And he said to him, truly, truly, I say to you, you will see heaven open and the angels of God ascending and descending on the Son of Man. So this is a figure of speech. Yes. It doesn't mean that there will be... Looking at Jesus counting, oh, four angels, five. Yes. Is it the sixth one? Mm. No. It was a figure of, of speech to say, man, when you are following me, you are following to see the glory of God in the Son of Man. Mm. That's the mission. Mm. When he speaks, man, <laughs> when, whatever he does, when they ask questions, the Pharisees and the Sadducees, man, the way he responds, can you imagine God answering your question in your presence? Mm. You will see the glory of God come, and you will see the glory, which is the glory of, 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 of the only Son of, of God. Mm. So, so yeah, you see, now you come to the application. So it's a question of, of, of have you come to a place where you have seen Jesus? Mm. That you know what, this is the Son of God. As the pastors are preaching, do you come to a place where you say, wow, wow, now I see Jesus? Because it's all about Jesus. Mm-hmm. So, so the application should be, should be general enough mm-hmm. to cover everybody. All right. Yes. Okay. So, so we say, yes, it must be general enough to cover everybody, Sunday school, uh, the, the young people, young adults, parents, mm. and our, our older people. So, so, so it's to say, guys, now here they call the, the whatever way you can phrase it. Mm. Have you, you can put it as a question. Have you come to a place where you say, you know what, I've seen Jesus mm. in his glory. Mm. As I was attending here, man, from chapter 1 of John and chapter 2, when we get to the conversation of Jesus with Nicodemus, I'm seeing Jesus, man. Excellent. So that's that's on the part of application. Yes. Um, in the, I would like to take us back a little bit in the, in the side of, um, in that part where you speak a chapter when you speak in, especially like when you come to page 101 page 100 as you are explaining about uh, looking at the text and making grammatical observations yes, yes. Um, how do you make that for somebody who is uh, maybe shepherding a demographic that is that has not maybe been to, mm. to school, that they don't know about grammar. Uh-huh. Um, how can they use the word of God, explain it, because you, you're speaking of the issue of clarity. How can they still be clear, 
but at the same time be able to communicate to somebody who is not as literate mm. as somebody who mm. uh, is in a who has gone to school they understand drama yes. think of the pastor in the village mm. uh, who has a people who don't know about drama mm. they say if i heard you well I, I think the best way to to to, to be clear is to go to the context. Mm -hmm. you, 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 you explain even you do even the word study in the context of the context. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, to say let, let me make an example to say here we are saying that um, the, the main point that the author of John chapter one is making is that he saw Jesus. We must as well see Jesus. The four disciples were called. They saw him. They were sure. So, so you can just take the context of John the author. This is the man who, who saw Jesus. He was with him for three years or three and a half years. And who, who saw Jesus. He was with him for three years or three and a half years. And Jesus went to heaven, but he, he saw visions when he was writing the book. You, you, you are doing a word study in the context of the Bible around the, around the author. Okay. Somebody can understand, wow. So, so normally I go to, to, to uh, Revelation chapter 1, mm -hmm. he said, I saw him. Mm -hmm. Can you imagine John, uh, he, he was with Jesus, Jesus went to heaven, and then again for the second time, after some years, he saw him again in okay. his glory. All right. Yeah, so you are explaining it in the context of, of the author, the, somebody can, can grasp to say, wow, it's to see him that, well, he is Jesus in his glory. Mm -hmm. That's helpful. Without being technical. Yes, that's helpful. Yeah, that's helpful. It was like you're saying, I made yeah. a list of, of observation, but, yes. but no, there are keywords. Maybe to answer that, when do we do the word study, for instance? When, mm -hmm. when do you when do you do the, the, the word study? Go deeper. I remember when we were doing hermeneutics, advanced hermeneutics, and that question came to say, when do you do word study? Which word do you pick up in a passage to say, this one I'll take it for word study? Mm. And uh, he, they said, if, if the word is, is, is unfamiliar to you, to say they're saying atonement. Mm. Atonement. <laughs> mm -hmm. what, because you must explain as a pastor, what is atonement? Mm. It means you must go and dig it. Okay. Yes, a, a theological word. You just mm. find a word mm. redemption. Mm. Oh, uh, no, redemption. This, this sounds loaded. Mm. I must know what it is. And the one that I like, a repeating word. You must be holy as I'm holy, because he who called us is holy. Holy, holy, holy. What is to be holy? Mm. Yeah. So instead of doing a, a, a grammatical observation of everywhere. Yes, yes. <laughs> like I did here, I was just sort of scaring uh, the readers to say, <laughs> this is a serious job. Yes, yes. No, I see that. Like, I mean, that. I mean you, 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 you pay attention to detail. Whoever uh, believes yes. in, then in him. Yes. I mean, you, you know, all those in? words. Like, the preposition. Uh, you have almost, let's say, we had uh, 85, 90, went almost to 120 observations, observations from from 21 verses. Yes. <laughs> so, so if you have time, yes. you are invited in the States, you have time, <laughs> you can do that. You see things, man. Yeah. So, wow, oh, a preposition. Mm. This is what it means then. But then, if, if you just want to do justice to the text, yes. yeah, look for, for the word which is repeating. That, that's the first thing I, I look for. What is the repeating word here? Yeah. 
exciting actually you you find you know on page 96 all the way to page 120 one, one, one uh, it's all the way to page one one uh, 111 mm. uh, our, our pastor here he dies from verse 16 of John 3 all the way to verse 21 so those four verses arguably mm. uh, he has 120 observations yeah. in total and you'll be so so fascinated to see as to uh, what those four verses have to offer mm. um, really rich so tell us then um, what were some of the hardest uh, if you if maybe you may remember some of the hardest mm. parts of writing this book yeah um uh, Philippians chapter 2 verse 13 it says for it is God who works in us in you mm. both to will mm. and to work for his good pleasure so the the, 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 the easier part is that is God is set to work mm -hmm. you just have the passion to do it but the, the harder part of it maybe you starting with the time just to have time to sit and do it um, but but the, the one area that I saw that is difficult to write a book is, is getting all the relevant people who come to be your partners in ministry mm. as you're writing. Mm. You need um, somebody who will edit. In this book, I've got a theological editor, mm. somebody who has got a doctorate. And if you is that somebody? It's, 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 it's Dr. Charlie Ramfumese. Dr. Charlie. Yes. yes. So when I write the whole junk, take it to Dr. Charlie, uh -huh. then he will. I, I love the, the dedication and the passion. He will check every verse. Mm -hmm. say amen here you missed it here are you sure this verse means what you're saying mm. every when it comes back man you'll sit down and correct almost every verse and it, it has been double checked the context everything excellent so you, you need to, that that team just to have that team i was saying that this is just god when god is affirming his work you can mm -hmm. see mm -hmm. so i have known uh, dr charlie for some time in fact, he has been there when I was converted back then. In, we come from Venda, all of us. Wow. So he knows me. Even when I'm writing and I'm saying something, it's like he knows, oh, oh I know why he's turning to this direction. So he does the theological edit. And from there, it comes back, I do the corrections. Mm -hmm. Then it goes to somebody who's a, a, an editor and a, a proofreader as well. It, mm -hmm. You need that person. Mm. Then I've got another person who just came and it was just a blessing from God. He's sound in doctrine and he will also check the verses and the flow. So that one will check the flow, will check the full stops. Who are those people? <laughs> so, so because this is, this is, uh, it's almost, it's, this is a launch of this book. So yes, it's good yes, if you yes. can uh, acknowledge credit, those people, yes. to give them credit. Um, yeah. So, so that if there are other authors out there, if you, if they would uh -huh. want to, uh, maybe they might uh, reach out to them as well. Yes, on on Roman figure one, the f the first page there, mm. just after the heading. Yeah. So you you have a list of uh, some of the contributors. So I've got this uh, editing and proofreading. Mm. Uh, brother is Lawrence Singh. Mm. So he's an independent proofreader and copy editor. Okay. So he's certified by Cosgate London. Mm -hmm. So he was uh, dealing with the documents for the universities where he was working. Mm -hmm. So he has got experience of dealing with high-level documents. Mm -hmm. So man, he edited it, he would say, take out this full stop, it must come after you have quoted the verse. Every, as, as I was correcting, man, I'm, I'm 
growing as a writer. To say, wow, okay, okay. Maybe somewhere I wrote, can somebody say amen? I'm writing. You say, no, <laughs> that is not professional. Preaching, you are writing. <laughs> oh, so you are writing. You love it. <laughs> you are making more connections. Yes, can somebody say amen to that? Yeah. I said, no, no, no. I said, what? You will feel the hurt, man. I love this place. But okay, okay, you think about it. Yes. It doesn't dictate. It will tell you the reason for occasions. Yes, yeah. to say. They have got their words in their own context to say this is whatever practice or take it out. This shows that maybe you are not sure about your, what you are talking about. Take it out. They will give you reasons for everything. And men, I've become a better author because of the people around me. Amen. Wow. And men, I've become a better author because of the people around me. Amen. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, so th that is the difficult part, and 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 you don't you don't do it in this space. So if God wants you to publish this book, will bring people, mm. will come along, and then be part of your writing, mm. and and come with one heart and one mind mm. to advance the gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen. If you take this editing part, yes, to somebody who's just uh, not a Christian, mm. then you'll pay a lot of thousands mm. of friends. So they just say, man, let's let's work together. Mm. And then another uh, group of people is the people who will read your, your, your manuscript mm. and endorse, make endorsement to say, we, yeah, we, we identify with the material. Mm. So, yeah, we know you. And then we, we can endorse this. We can say we know you. We, mm. we are praying for you so that you can, yeah, we, you can have our blessing. And one of the endorsers is, is, <laughs> is Pastor Gillian. Yeah, I did, I did. He wrote, he's... Uh, read the book and uh, yeah and, and that was a heartwarming endorsement and praise god man. it was powerful yeah. praise god man so tell me which one and is you your... scared me you guys, <laughs> you say, because i was teasing my wife to say these guys are saying good things about the book it's fine but they've overlaid to say no even the man the author want to say something about it i said hey, should i should i call them to say guys Take a book that part. No, but my wife said, no, that's what they're saying. Yeah. Well, let's give them yeah. space. Yeah. So tell me, uh, which one is your favorite chapter in this book? Yeah. And why? Two chapters. Chapter two, because of its significance. Mm -hmm. Chapter two is it's, it's answering the question, and this is one of the soul bothering questions that people are asking out there. Mm. Yeah, to say, uh, how can I be scripture wise? Mm. How can I be scripture-wise? Mm. Yeah, so, so, so then, um, how can I know the Bible, to simplify? Yes. I meet people every now and then, I think even last week, somebody, yeah, we had a trip, we were working somewhere, and she, the lady said, I want to know the Bible. She just yes. admired to say, yeah. hearing me saying, no, I'm reading the Bible. So, yeah. I want to, to know the Bible. Mm. And these are people who are going to church. Yes. But they're saying, how do you read the Bible? Now when I open it, it's, it's a lullaby uh, for me. I just, I just go to sleep. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So how can I be scripture wise? So my argument in chapter 2 is that to be scripture wise, you must, you must start to read the Bible and study the Bible with the end in mind. Mm. As you are reading, it's not only for pastors. You are reading to get that one meaning. Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm. The, the, the closer you can go, as you are reading, okay, okay, this book was written by Matthew, okay, he has given a genealogy, you finish chapter one, you can just pause and think, mm. then what does it mean? Mm. 
Well, does it mean that Matthew is interested to his audience is the Jews, so he want to convince them, tracing the genealogy? You are starting to think now. Mm -hmm. You are getting closer to the one meaning that Matthew is communicating. So we, we must read and study the Bible with the end in mind. And the end in mind is expository preaching. The challenge then, expository preaching is rare. Mm -hmm. You see now the dilemma. Yeah. So that's why I'm pushing that with this book, maybe, and that's, that's the prayer, uh, many uh, pastors who are preaching, they can be convicted just to, to be, start to be diligent mm -hmm. in the preparation and also yeah, to feel that they're accountable to God, to say exactly what he said mm -hmm. in every verse, mm -hmm. in every passage. Wonderful, man. Yes. No, anyway. So expository preaching uh -huh. is not only for the one who's going to preach, yes. also the listener. Because when you know what it is and you are testing it every Sunday, then you get to read the Bible with that desire to get it as well. Yes. Yes. So you can be scripture-wise if you are reading with the um, end in mind. I want to get to the meaning of what this passage means. Not only one verse mm. which motivates me. Wonderful. Many, yes. Wonderful. So let's let's get to this. What is the uh, what is what is the preferred method uh, that your readers and those who are interested in this book, uh, where how can they get in touch with you? Yeah. Where can they find this book uh, at this point in time? Yeah, another challenge, the challenge of self-publishing. So so yeah, it's, it's a challenge to get the book all the corners of South Africa. So. Mm -hmm. We, we are working on the distribution channel of the book. Okay. But if you want to get updates, it's, it's, it's uh, through the author. You can check with me. Okay. Yeah. Um, on Facebook, I'm available. You can yes. catch me there. Yes. Uh, I think I'm active. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, my email address as well is it's available. My cell number is 084 350 9851. And also, one other avenue that you can get updates it's facebook in the main mm. and also my um, blog okay www.patricknemabubuni.com okay yeah twitter i'm there but i'm not active all right yeah. so we'll make those details uh, you can see them running uh, down here you can check those details and you can be able to get out of patrick but also uh, you can check as well as we would We've tagged him uh, in this um, uh, live stream as you check on his Facebook page. We will have some copies here at Florida Baptist Church book, Bookstore. Uh, I do have 10 copies here if you are interested in one. Find one for yourself. Uh, if you know a man somewhere else who is devoted to the preaching of God's word or you desire them to mature and to grow and to do better, to continue to be faithful, then this is a book that they would also love if you buy for them as a, a heritage day present um, yeah. wonderful um, any any last remark uh, from you yeah um, my, my my the point that i'm trying to uh, drive home is that as goes the pulpit so goes the congregation mm. so the pulpit is very serious mm -hmm. not only for the pastor but also for the congregants Serious. You must pray for it mm. because uh, whatever happens mm. on the pulpit, mm. it determines our direction of life as well. Amen. As goes the pulpit, so goes the congregation. What a wonderful way to finish our um, episode uh, in this uh, 
today as we were looking at this new book uh, we officially launched it and uh, you can get it uh, come get your copy and if you desire to get uh, yours in the next uh, few days please don't hesitate to uh, touch base with us or touch base with uh, our dear pastor patrick as he uh, has uh, officially uh, given us uh, this wonderful book. Great to see African authors, great to see uh, African writers, but uh, men who are mostly devoted in the Word of God. It's such a blessing. May the Lord God bless you. It's been a joy and a blessing to be with us uh, here on Reconciled 521. Thank you so much. Brother. Thank you very much. Yeah. God bless you. Okay.